0: BYU Cougar Basketball is back in action. Yoli Child
1: drives and dunks.
0: Nasty. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. Log three, Haas. Yes! T.J. Haas! This is Cougar Pregame Live. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our live coverage of BYU basketball begins with Cougar Pregame Live. To lead things off, let's join your host, Jason Shepard.
2: Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame game Live. Tonight, the BYU Cougars are back at the Marriott Center, hosting the Lions of LMU. The Cougars coming off their most complete victory of the season, an 84-50 to drubbing at Santa Clara. BYU put on a shooting display, hitting nearly 80% of its shots in the first half. The Cougars would end the game shooting only 62%. Certainly an off night, I guess, if you're only going to shoot 62%. Everyone played well for BYU. Yoli Childs led the Cougars with 22 points, but Elijah Bryant finished with 14, as did T.J. Hawes, which, by the way, was great to see. T.J. was 5 for 9, including 4 for 5 from 3. Zach Selya scored 11. Luke Worthington had 8. It was one of those games where everyone had it going, and it was really fun to watch. Certainly a confidence builder when you've got everybody from top to bottom playing as well as they did on the road at Santa Clara. Now the Cougars with the victory on the road improved to 15-4. and They're now 4-2 and in the West Coast Conference and tonight they'll host the Lions of LMU. Loyola Marymount is just 6-11 and overall. They are 1-5 in the WCC. BYU has had their way with LMU. They have won 9 straight games against the Lions dating back to 2014. Now the Lions, like several other West Coast Conference teams that BYU has faced recently have had a lot of roster turnover. This team is being carried by a few freshmen and a transfer player. Bateman, Scott, and Haney are all averaging double figures in scoring, so it's, uh, it's a little different, and like I said, it's Kind of one of the one of the teams that BYU's faced over the last little while they've faced two or three of these teams that's had so much roster turnover from what they saw last year to this year obviously some unique challenges uh, when you're going up against players that really haven't seen a whole lot about other than you know the, uh, the the 20 or so games that they've played so far which obviously you would think well at 20 games you have a pretty good idea of what you're seeing uh, but again it is a little different where we talk about the familiarity with all these teams in the conference when you do have a lot of turnover it does take a little bit of time to kind of figure out exactly how everybody is going to play speaking of how guys are playing let's talk about BYU's only freshman that being Ryland Bergeson Ryland's coming off a four-point performance where he hit both of his field goal attempts at Santa Clara his minutes have gradually gone up and the coaches seem pleased with the progress that he's making I caught up with Ryland after practice yesterday and here's our conversation The last time that I had you on the pregame show, I wanted to ask you a question that I didn't get around to asking, you, so I'm going to ask it now. As the only freshman on this team, how much razzing do you get from your teammates being the only freshman on this team?
3: Um, a little bit. It, there could be more, but there's there's definitely a little bit of it. I mean, I'm in the locker room and I'm the only guy, so I'm carrying some of the bags and stuff like that. But it's, it's not bad at all. It's, it's definitely not bad. What is the uh, the team chemistry like? I mean, from the outside
2: looking in, it looks really good. I'm around you guys and you seem to get along really well. What's the overall team chemistry like?
3: It is. It's, it's a great team chemistry. It, we're so like together and we we love joking around and hanging out in the locker room. People staying after practice in the locker room, just talking, just chilling. It's it is. It's a great chemistry we have.
2: And I know that you've, not just here obviously, but throughout high school you've been on teams and, and sometimes that's not always the case. I mean, how, how unique is that that you guys really do when basketball is done? You guys still like to hang out with each other.
3: Yeah, it's definitely unique. I mean, I've been on teams where people are just selfish. They want to get their own shots, want to get their own stuff, but here it's just everyone's everyone's playing for each other. Everyone cares for each other. It's, it's really cool. You
2: guys are coming off a very impressive win. I actually said I
3: think it was the most complete
2: victory you guys have had on the season. Do you agree or disagree with that?
3: Yeah, I think I agree with that. We did. We we were out there from the start and we just came at them hard and we defended extremely well. We knocked down some open shots, played well on offense. It was it was a really complete game. This may sound like somewhat of an odd question because you don't necessarily think of challenges after a, after a win. Are there some challenges,
2: especially when you play a game as well as you guys did in blew out the team and everybody was shooting the ball so well what challenges present themselves after a performance like that
3: it's definitely just to stay consistent that's definitely the challenge just try to try to emulate that game game after game after game and do it every game and it's not easy but if we're great and i think we are we'll do it you're coming off a four point performance two for two from the field how are you feeling out
2: there on the court right now
3: i feel good i mean i'm starting to get a little bit of burn and i'm enjoying it and having fun with my team and I'm just here to do whatever I have to to try to get some wins and try to get to the tournament. You have had your minutes increase over the last two games. You've played, I believe,
2: 18 minutes. Coach was talking to the general media about how he'd like to get you more minutes on the floor with different guys to be able to just kind of get you used to getting more minutes. What do you think about the opportunity to be able to get on the floor more?
3: I'm extremely grateful for it. I'm coming here and doing all I can, and if I can get a little bit of time here and there, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm great with all of it. And I'm excited to keep working and hopefully get a little bit more time each day. What are you working on right now for you personally? I think personally just becoming a great defender. I think that's something I need to focus on more, just being, being consistent on defense and then just being able to handle the ball a little bit better. Do you feel like you've made the progress at the rate you wanted to As a freshman, do you you like where you're at at this point in the year? Yeah, I think I do. I like it. I mean, I'm starting to get more and more comfortable every practice, every game. and I mean, I was a little bit timid when I first got here, but I think I'm starting to fill out and starting to play a little bit better. I know it was over the holidays you had your family around, your dad
2: was around, and I know that was really cool. I know with now, with you know, work and everything, he's not around as much. But what did that mean to you to be able to have your family around for a lot of those games around that time?
3: It's great. It's nice to be somewhat close to home and get them to come down to a couple of games because it is you miss your family, you want to see them, and it is it's really nice to have them around. Speaking of your family, I, I did not want to ask, Ryland, is there a story behind the name Ryland? I mean, it's a unique name. Yeah, um, not a whole. I think my dad just kind of mixed a couple of names together and <laughs> it's true I think that's how he did it with all of us I have a, my two brothers are named Ryzen and Rajan. so I think he just, just kind of made some unique names and kind of just went with it do you like the name I do. I like. I like my name. I like my brother's name. I think it was. They're great names. All right. So now you got LMU coming in. This is a team
2: that's struggling. But I know that you guys aren't worried about whether a team is playing well or struggling. It's all about what you guys can do to get better. What are you guys working on right now heading into this game against the Lions?
3: I think it's again just staying consistent, especially on defense. I love Ryland Bergeson. It's, it's uh, Peyton Dastrop, by the way. <laughs> I think it's uh, yeah, just staying consistent on defense, and I think that's the main thing. If we can defend, and I think our Shots will fall and everything else will follow.
2: You guys are in a nice—not just the win at Santa Clara, but just overall, guys playing really good basketball right now what do you attribute that to I mean I know you've mentioned defense a lot maybe it starts there I don't know
3: I think it definitely does it starts on defense we get stops and then we get our energy flowing and then we get going on offense but I think it is it's just we're coming in and we're working on practice and we're working on different things and I think everyone's starting to get comfortable and I think we're going to start doing some great things like coach Rose says he's looking to get you more minutes so we'll hope to see you out there a little bit more yeah for sure thank you
2: there you go, BYU freshman Ryland Bergerson, in a special appearance by Peyton Daschrup. you got to love Peyton stopping by to say hi while we're doing our interview. I want to go back to something. That the question I asked, and it was a little weird. You're coming off such an impressive win. He said, well, what's the challenges of coming off a victory like that where everybody played so well? And you heard from Ryland there talk about making sure that we stay consistent. And it was interesting because I asked that same question to Peyton Dastrup, ironically enough, when he was with the general media, as well as head coach Dave Rose, and both of them all kind of said the same thing. Uh, Coach Rose mentioned the fact that they they can't be complacent. And you heard consistency from Ryland. Not being complacent and being more consistent was something that Peyton Dastrup said. So they all wanted to make sure that after such an impressive performance where everybody was playing well and the ball was was going in and everybody was feeling great, that you don't get too high on that and you try and build off of it. You don't want to go from such a a high point and then have this massive drop-off to try and play consistently, so that's something they've been working on heading in to this game against LMU. Coming up next, we are going to head to the Marriott Center. It's time for our courtside conversation. We do it each and every Cougar pregame live. Mark Durant is going to join us coming up on the other side on the new skin BYU Sports Network.
0: Running you down to tip off with Cougar Pregame Live.
4: 75 66, a suck attack and Provo.
0: Now, let's
2: rejoin your host, Jason Shepard. Welcome back into Cougar Pregame Live. Jason Shepard with you, getting you ready for BYU and LMU. We're heading next door from BYU Broadcasting Building to the Marriott Center. It's time for our courtside conversation. Joining me from the Marriott Center is Mark Durant. Mark, it's another late one. How you doing? Hey, hey, uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's not easy for an old guy like me
1: to stay up, but uh, but I'm excited for it. Here we go again, and
2: uh, I like the way BYU's playing. Uh, I'm hoping for a W tonight. Yeah, they're coming off. I said it was the most complete game, the most complete victory that they've had. Do you agree with that, or am I just getting caught up on the fact that it was a blowout and everybody shot the ball so well? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I think. I thought the first half was
1: the best offense I've seen from BYU all year long, and the second half was the best defense I've seen all year long. So, yeah, that's that's a pretty good combination, and if you do that, you're going to win a lot of games. But, yeah, I mean, I, that, that first half was so fun. Yoli got started early, and then everybody started hitting their threes, and, man, it was just everybody getting in the action. And then uh, that second half was, I mean, I don't <laughs> – I don't think uh, Santa Clara scored for 12 minutes, it seemed, and uh, that was a really good defense. So, I mean, listen, Santa Clara is not the greatest team in the world, but you're on their home floor, and, and you know, it's tough playing on the road, and uh, and kind of Santa Clara is a little bit of the cure for what else. I mean, you get some confidence in both aspects of the game, but, uh, you know, they're not just going to lay over and die. You had to go out and do it. BOU came in business-like, took care of business, and maybe built some confidence moving on to some tougher games.
2: BYU coaches have all said that they believe that TJ Hawes is a better all-around player this year. But from a shooting performance, he ended up scoring, what, he had 14 points, he was 5-9, for 4-5 from 3. From a shooting performance, how much can that game at Santa Clara do for TJ moving forward?
1: Well, I was never really accused of being a great shooter, but uh, my observations of great shooters is it does not take much to get them out of a slump. One shot can do it. One game can do it. And uh, the thing I liked about it, I've been concerned about T.J. a lot just going to shoot-arounds. I mean, he didn't look right to me in shoot-arounds, and that, that's really what scares you. I mean, if a, guy, a, a shooter like T.J. ought to go out when no one's guarding him and make 9 out of 10. And uh, and he was not shooting well in shoot arounds in practice. And so I, I go Saturday and uh, and he was hey, everything. It was he looked like the TJ I'd know and love and he looked loose and just stroking it is pure and and so he comes out in the game and he's able to do it in the game. And uh, maybe he's found something, maybe just a little confidence. It doesn't take much for shooters to just kind of get right back on the horse. And I don't know what goes into it, why you get off the horse in the first place, but TJ has been struggling and trying to figure out what, what's a good shot for him, when he should shoot in this offense. And, but The bottom line is, if BYU's going to be any good, really, and talk about postseason stuff, or maybe winning a conference tournament, or even being in a conference title chase, you got to have multiple threes a game from TJ. Notwithstanding the fact maybe he is a better defender, maybe he is a better distributor and doing other things better than he ever, ever has, one thing he was not doing better was scoring the ball. And this team needs TJ to be a scorer uh, to complement Yoli and Elijah. That, that three-headed weapon is, uh, is almost impossible to stop. So I'm hoping from here on out TJ is kind of back where he needs to be and getting multiple threes a game. If he can do that, it's just going to make life easier for Yoli and Elijah, who are getting the bulk of the attention on defense. And if he can do that, man, look out for BYU. I mean, they could be really, really good.
2: Zach Sogius is another player who's had some really good games as of late, obviously had a really good game at Santa Clara. He's been reinserted into the starting lineup. What are you seeing from him? Because he has come alive since being put back into the starting five.
1: Well, it, it does a lot of things. I mean, uh, I think his confidence as well was boosted by that game. He's just, he's so good. I, I can't believe we're talking about how good he is in the paint. When you know you, you think you just thought of him as a three-point guy, but he's great in the paint. And uh, he's got decent size, tall enough anyway. And he's very crafty, and he makes everything, which is important. And uh, you know his three-point shooting. I'd like to see him shoot more and but just the threat of him being a three-point shooter and he goes out to the perimeter you have to guard him you have to send the four guy out with him and so you got four shooters on the perimeter that you have to respect and then it's Yoli one-on-one and uh he's a great passer the high low Yoli seals his man Zach gets it to him there's no help like when Luke's in there you got another guy in there that can come and help and basically guard Luke and Yoli helping on Yoli and So it just gives Yoli all kinds of freedom in there, and you saw that in Santa Clara. I think part of the problem, BYU was struggling to really get off the blocks early. A good second-half team, but first half they struggled a little bit. So I think it's part of the reason Dave Rose went with this, just to try and get some offense, some quick hit offense early. Now, you give up some things with Zach on the floor. Uh, He got beat two times early uh, right to the hoop. Um, So maybe he's not a good defender, defenders like a Luke uh, Worthington. But offensively, it really gives you a a jolt to start the game, which I think they're looking for. It frees up Yoli, frees up the drive lanes, uh, gives you another scoring threat on the floor. And uh, I think the experiment so far has been very successful in so much as BYU wants to get off to a good start, and they've been able
2: to do that. It's our courtside conversation with Mark Durant, joining me from the Marriott Center. We're getting you ready for the BYU Cougars and the LMU Lions. Yoli Childs, deservedly so, was named the WCC Player of the Week. And we knew he was going to play well this year. We all had high expectations for what Yoli could do for this team this season. But has his performance even exceeded your expectations? I mean, the consistency that he is playing with is special.
1: I would say it has just because he's been so good. I knew he'd be good, no question. I mean, he was good last year, but he's been he's been really, really good. And the other night was phenomenal and started off so well, hit a couple of tough left-hand jump hooks, but he's got an array of moves. He's a threat to at least shoot from the outside, and uh, he, he looked really good. Now, part of it, listen, it's tough to lose Eric Mika, but as far as Yoli's concerned, I don't know if it makes you a better team not having Eric Mika here, but it makes Yoli a better player, because he's the guy. And once you know you're the guy, it really gives you some freedom and some confidence. And he knows, uh, you know, if he gets the ball, it's his, it's his to do what he wants with it. And uh, he doesn't have to defer to uh, Eric Mika, doesn't have to share the ball. So, I mean, it's really catapulted his progression being the guy. And uh, again, I'm not happy Eric left. They'd be better off with Eric on the team, but as far as Yoli has really stepped up, uh, not only to do what he did last year, but to fill the void from Eric Meek and be a real threat down low. I mean, the guy has such an array of moves. He's tough, and he goes up and dunks the ball. He's a shot blocker. I mean, he is is so important. And even though Elijah, I think, may, may be having a better year as far as importance to the team and and noticing when a guy's not in, on the floor. You really notice when Yoli Childs isn't playing, and uh, he just makes such a big difference in many many areas of the game. But, he's, yeah, I mean, he's not only been good, he's been great this year, and uh, I'm a little bit surprised how great he is, but uh, not surprised. I mean, I, I know he has it in him. I always did, and I knew he'd be really good this year, but he's just blossomed.
2: Yeah, he's been fantastic. He's been dominant this year. Taking on an LMU team that's struggling, BYU has had a lot of success against LMU. They've got them on their home floor tonight. Uh, This is a team that had a lot of turnover, a lot of new players on this team for LMU. What are your thoughts on this team that BYU will face in this game as a whole? I mean, this
1: game scares me because LMU has not had a good year, so I know they're hungry. Also, they beat San Francisco at home. They played uh, San Diego very close on the road. We know San Diego's much better this year. Uh, so, uh, and, and and I think about Pacific, a lot of similarities here. They don't shoot a lot of threes, don't make a lot of threes. They like to drive to the hoop. They're one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the country. That's kind of Pacific's playbook, and we know what happened with Pacific. So, you got a team that's hungry and a team that's going to take it right at you. And BYU showed some vulnerabilities when they played that type of team. So uh, obviously this is a game BYU should win. They're at home. They're playing good basketball. But, uh, boy, you better not take anybody for granted. And and you better come out ready to go and really put up a fight because LMU is going to do that.
2: Mark, one last thing real fast before I let you go. It was announced yesterday that forwards Ryan Andrus and Braden Shaw will miss the remainder of the season, both due to injury. We certainly wish them the best as they work to make it back. That really has to be a frustrating situation for both of those players because both had hoped to be contributors for this team this year.
1: Yeah, Braden had some really good minutes uh, last year and would have certainly been added some depth to that. And uh, And Ryan Andrus, I thought towards the end of his freshman year, I remember the Gonzaga game. I mean, he was playing really good, and he, he, he's got a lot of versatility and size. I thought he really could have helped BYU this year, and, and I don't know what his future is with those knees. That's that's tough, man. I hope he can get healthy and ready, uh, and it makes it tough on the coaches too. You know, you expect having guys out there, and, and all of a sudden you don't, and you're, you're working with eight or nine scholarship guys and trying to get – uh, you know, even have practice, having two teams to play each other is hard. So, it, I mean, it's unfortunate, and you play your whole life to get to this point, and to have it sidetracked by injuries is very
2: tough. Mark, great stuff. Your knowledge is always impressive. Uh, we'll hear you with Greg coming up in a few minutes. Thanks, man. See you. There you go. Mark Duran. our courtside conversation from the Marriott Center. After a quick timeout, we will update you on the big game in the West Coast Conference as the Gonzaga Bulldogs are hosting the St. Mary's Gales. A score coming your way next as Cougar Pre-Game Live continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Our exclusive pregame coverage of BYU basketball continues in the and got it! as we rejoin the host of Cougar pregame live, Jason
2: Shepard. Roughly 35 minutes from tip-off at the Marriott Center, the BYU Cougars back at home, getting ready to host the Lions of LMU. The big game, though, in the West Coast Conference is taking place at the Kennel in Spokane. Number 13, Gonzaga, a perfect 6-0 in the West Coast Conference, hosting St. Mary's, also a perfect 6-0. One team will not be perfect at the end of the night, and this has been a fantastic game. The Gales will not go away. There is 6-0. A half and a half minutes to go and they are all tied up at 63 apiece 63 63 with six thirty-two to go in that we will update you on that game throughout the evening elsewhere in the wcc 11 minutes to go in the first half it is pepperdine leading at pacific 26 19 how about this one Portland at San Diego. And don't forget the Toreros will be in Provo coming up on Saturday. Portland has a lead right now. It is to 14-8. It's early. Nine and a half minutes to go in the first half, but the Pilots leading the Toreros 14-8 to coming up a little bit later on besides our game. It is the San Francisco Dons hosting the Broncos of Santa Clara. That is going to do it for Cougar Pre-Game Live. Coming up next, we will send you to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Pre-Game Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the BYU Sports Network.
0: to get the
5: inside scoop
0: on today's game.
5: We've got a lot of individual guys who have actually found themselves and are really contributing to our team. This
0: is the Cougar Pre-Game Coaches Show, presented by Science Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Now let's head back to the bryant Heating and Cooling courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening Cougar
4: basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the Marriott Center on the BYU campus here in Provo, Utah as tonight. The Cougars open a back-to-back home game weekend by welcoming in the Lions of LMU, a team that has lost its last nine meetings with BYU, including the last five here on the Cougars' home hardwoods. I'm Greg Rubel. Joined courtside by my longtime commentary partner, a veteran of 128 consecutive games played at BYU. The third longest streak in Cougar Hoops history. He is of course Mark Durant. And Mark, after four straight games, uh, scoring in the 60s and a 2-2 two two start to league play, uh, BYU hit the 80-point plateau in both games last week. Both wins, and a lineup change part of it, certainly, as Zach Selius back in the starting five, he had a good week. T.J. Haas had a good week, and those are two pretty important pieces of this year's BYU puzzle. So growing up, my brother Devin... <laughs> Hated puzzles. <laughs> so, what
1: do we get him for Christmas every year? Of, of course, we get him a bunch of puzzles just to make it mad Part of the reason puzzles are okay, but when you get a puzzle and you work on it, you get it all done, and there's a couple pieces missing, it's extremely frustrating. <laughs> That's how it kind of was with this team because you thought you had this great puzzle and, man, let's put it together. It's going to be awesome. And then you had a couple pieces missing. And TJ and Zach were doing a lot of good things, but man, we know that they can score the ball and shoot the three. and let's, let's get on track because we know once you plug those in, it's going to be a much more beautiful picture. And we saw, I mean, I, I know it's Santa Clara and they're not the greatest team, but we saw the full picture in that game. And if you get TJ making multiple threes and Zach being a real threat, and boy, that's going to really, I mean, this team's really good, but that makes them so much better. And uh, so you hope that now that get a little confidence, you get the stroke back, you're feeling it, and you, you hope going forward that's what it's going to be like. And if it is, really, I mean, the sky's the limit for BYU. We'll see what they can do, but uh, that, that makes me a lot happier than, uh, than just a few weeks ago when
4: T.J. was really struggling. All right, coming up next, my pregame conversation with BYU head coach Dave Rose as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: You're tuned to the Cougar Pre-Game Coaches Show. Oh, a
4: nice starter step right to the rim. Float score again. Just here. Hard that
0: was pretty. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. Alright, we have late night hoops tonight to BYU and LMU on
4: ESPNU and here on the radio. 15-4 and 4 Cougars, 4-2 in the West Coast Conference uh, hosting the Lions of LMU. 6-11 overall, 1-5 in conference play. BYU's won back-to-back games. The Lions have lost 7-8. of 8. They're coming off a loss in their last game at San Diego on the weekend. Toreros play here in Provo on Saturday. Time now for my pregame conversation with BYU head coach Dave Rose, who tonight takes on a team with a much different makeup and lineup than the with which the Lions last faced BYU at the WCC tournament in Las Vegas ten months ago.
5: Yeah, he, he's got himself a new group, and you know they're playing really hard. They're kind of kind of snake bit. They, they got a close win last week uh, against San Francisco, and but they've had a lot of you know a lot of games that have kind of gone down to the wire, and you know it's it's like they're missing that experienced guy, you mm-hmm. know, and and uh, uh, you know the three three leading scores, two of them are first year guys, and then. Uh, the other guy, Haney, it seems like he's been around there for uh, forever. But, uh, I mean, I really like their team. I think they – you know, one of their best games that they've played all year long was their last game at San Diego. And, uh, um, you know, I, I, they got down, but then they, they just chipped away and chipped away. And this Bateman, James Bateman, the kid from, uh, you know, North Dakota Junior College, I mean, he is really uh, – you know, turned uh, turned it up, especially in league play. Had 30 in that game, and they got two really good shooters, you know, and Quintana and Haney, and and then Eli Scott reminds me a lot of uh, their post guy that they lost, their four man where they could throw that thing in there. It's kind of an undersized, big bodied kid, but he uh, he's really efficient around the basket. So, and then they got a seven three guy, and that seven three guy just is abnormal out there. You don't see that a lot. And so uh, it'll be interesting on both ends. Hopefully we can get him involved in some ball screens on our end offensively that make him uncomfortable and we can maybe get him out of the game a little bit. But th- th- this will be a challenge, real challenge. We're looking forward to it.
4: It's unusual that a guy would have a growth spurt this late in his life, but I think Marcus and the seven-three guy, had just that.
5: Yeah, I think they brought him. It's kind of like David Robinson, you know, when uh, back, way back <laughs> Leaves in the day. Leave the Naval Academy and yeah, yeah, came, went in there at what six-six and left there at seven-one or some crazy number. But th- this, this, uh, and, and he's really fluid. He can move. You know, they don't use him a lot, uh, except you know to screen and roll. Uh, but opportunities at seven three with loose balls and you know offensive rebounds and and those kind of things, and then he can actually he 's pretty good from about sixteen fifteen feet and in so uh you know we'll 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 see we'll, we'll see how this kind of matches up with us
4: bateman's a different kind of player than Anthony Ireland, but the same kind of impact from the same kind of position uh, from the same position there for LFA. you know
5: reminds me a lot of him uh because he 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 's got every part of his game i mean he 's a guy who you can put the ball on the floor, create plays for other people, get to the rim and score, hit threes, good free throw shooter. They post him up. They got you know, three or four nice little sets that they run to post him up. And Jashir's gonna have his hands full here. You know, he, he had a great night the other night against another really good scoring point guard. Mm-hmm. And uh tonight he'll be chasing this kid around a lot and, and hopefully we um you know, we can use Jasheer's strength, uh his quickness, his speed, those things to kind of get get him off his game a little bit
4: same starting group for you i guess and uh, how close are we to getting uh, dalton nixon back on the floor Well, dalton
5: actually spent a few minutes in practice okay uh, this week which is really good and recovered the next day without any pain and soreness so he's going through kind of a, a protocol for this injury and uh, you know we, we we had him in a little bit of our shoot around today doing a few things which is good because he was in practice yesterday and So, uh, you know, we'll wait to hear from the docs when you know they feel like he's ready to go out there and compete. He's he's done some a lot of individual workouts, and you know, conditioning is really an issue for him right now. You know, when you haven't played for six weeks, you know, there's only one way to get yourself in basketball shape, and that's really to play it. So, um, hopefully, when he gets cleared, we can just start to bring him back slowly and get him out there as much as we can.
4: You started the conversation talking about uh, continuity with LMU or lack thereof. I was listening to the Gonzaga pregame coming into the game tonight. Adam Morrison, their analyst, was talking about how in the rivalry with St. Mary's, you used to kind of see the same group every year, and that's not really the way it is these days in college basketball with a lot of programs.
5: Well, with St. Mary's, it seems to be that way. I mean, they, they, they've had NAR and Hermanson and, and, and uh, Landale, Landale yeah. you know, come all the way through. But I, I, and I think, you know, they're... They're, they're, out, they're out there in Indianapolis or somewhere talking about um, more rules now, yeah. you know, as far as transferring in and allowing kids to be immediately eligible. So I, I I do believe that the, the days of, you know, uh, a Fab Five coming in and staying their freshman, sophomore, yeah. junior year, whatever, that, uh, you know, those those days are probably long gone. And, and hopefully you can keep a group together of two or three guys. And if that core group can run through it, then uh, – uh, you add every year, you know, new pieces to it, and uh, maybe, maybe, maybe these college teams become more like NBA teams, <laughs> you know. And the big three stay around, and the rest of them all kind of oh, move around. Man. So we'll see. Well, coach, hope you
4: have a good one tonight against L. M. U. We'll talk to you post game.
5: All right, thanks a lot, Greg.
4: All right, that's Dave Rose, and tonight's Zion's Bank Cougar Pregame Coach Show, Cougar Tip Off Show, coming up next on the New Skin BYU Sports Network.
0: It's almost time to hit the hardwood. Oh.
4: Shot score! Dalton Nixon! Fly right to the rim, up
3: and yeah. in
0: This is the Cougar Tip Off Show brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years, and by your local Utah Honda dealers. Now, let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling courtside seats and join Mark Durant, along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again from the
4: Marriott Center of Provo where tonight the BYU Cougars open a two-game home set with the Lions of Loyola Marymount. Uh, last of five games on tonight's WCC slate. The game of the night's winding down in Spokane. Fifth, uh, 12.5 seconds to go. St. Mary's with a 74-71 lead at number 13, Gonzaga. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you. Joined by our statistician, BYU's sixth all-time scoring leader, Russell Larson. Our scoreboard studio pregame, halftime, and postgame host is Jason Shepard. Shep. And our control board operators, Carter Malloy. You are listening to us on the new skin, BYU Sports Network on satellite, BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143 over the air, KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We're on our network affiliates in Utah and Idaho. We're online around the globe at BYUradio.org BYUcougars.com KSL.com and the BYU Radio app. We're also on the KSL and the TuneIn apps. Great to have you with us wherever you are out there in Cougar Nation on this late Thursday night. Well, BYU BYU's last game, more or less a clinic on both ends of the floor. In winning 84-50 at Santa Clara, BYU shot 79% in the first half, 62% for the game, and locked down on defense, keeping the Broncos to 34% from the field. Now on the season, BYU's defensive efficiency number now ranks in the top 40 nationally. And it's the best BYU number in six years. On offense, BYU's effective field goal percentage is the best number of the Dave Rose era. Mark, the two losses BYU took in league early uh, certainly sting. But on the whole, BYU's statistical body of work is increasingly impressive.
1: Yeah, I mean... The reason they sting is because BYU is playing good basketball, and you think, well, we should have got those. But, yeah, I mean, imagine what it does for an old-timer like me. It was kind of the defensive guy to see BYU playing defense like this. It warms the cockles of my heart, Greg. <laughs> I love warm cockles. And it's uh, and, and, they're, and, and just watch BYU. They play good on-ball defense. TJ's better. Jasheer's excellent. Uh, and Elijah's got big size there, and they got good rotations. They don't overhelp most of the time, uh, and, and they're they're taking away the three and making teams make make the two. Which maybe they are making some good percentage from the two point shot, but you know you got to make a lot more twos to equal threes. And and so they're, they're I think they're playing smart. They're doing the right things. They're playing fundamental uh, basketball, and so. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm really, really pleased with uh, what BYU's doing out on the floor, and, you know, you, you wish you could take back a couple games here and there, but they always do. You always wish that, but you're just trying to get better and better, and that the second half against Santa Clara, that was locked down. That was some serious lockdown defense, Craig, and if they can even resemble that at all in, in, uh, in games coming up, they're going
4: to be just fine. Well, St. Mary's feeling just fine. It just yeah. went final in Spokane. 74-71, St. Mary's upsets Gonzaga. The Gales go to 7-0 in the WCC, 18-2 overall. The Zags fall to 6-1 and 16-4 overall. Wow, St. Mary's getting it done. Picked to win the West Coast Conference. and. Uh, justifying for tonight that pick as they go into the kennel and beat them by three. That's impossible
1: to win up there. No one wins at the kennel. Yeah, who does right? that? Who, I mean, you'd
4: have to be really good. Well, you good. can do it once, but who can uh, do it, like, say, two, two once, years in a row? Once in a lifetime, really. That never happens three years in a row. Never. All right, my pregame interview with LMU assistant Patrick Sandal coming up next year on the new skin BYU Sports Network.
0: This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Raise
4: it up. No. The tip. No. The follow. Yes. Job.
0: Let's head back live to courtside. BYU and LMU coming up,
4: top of the hour. Cougars seeking a 10th straight win over the Lions. BYU already owns a current 10-game win streak against San Francisco. Cougars, by the way, will face LMU again two weeks from tonight. It'll be the quickest one-team turnaround BYU will have in league play after three straight seasons of increasing win totals for head coach Mike Dunlap. His fourth season may, may backslide a bit uh, without a reversal of fortune in league play. LMU's opened up 1-5 and five in conference after a 5-6 and six non-conference slate. A short time ago. I spoke with Lions assistant coach Patrick Sandel for a status report on tonight's visitors.
6: The state of the team is, is very positive. Uh, even though we haven't uh, came out with as many wins as we would like, we've played pretty solid on both ends of the floor. At times, we'll be a little better on defense, but, you know, we we're, we're, we're working, and, and we're a work in progress, and we're pushing toward being a, a better team every day.
4: Didn't get the win at San Diego, but a really good resiliency and, and put, a, put a nice push on them late.
6: Uh, our team, for the most part throughout the year, has had a good pushback, good reset button, where we have always uh, kind of fought back and, and put a good effort in at doing things that, that we know are winning plays and competed in, in games where... We have maybe not started so well at the beginning.
4: I think there's a Newcomer of the Year award in the WCC, and uh, and James Bateman would be certainly a candidate for that. He's been tremendous.
6: Yes, he has. He's a nice player, solid, good score, uh, willingly uh defender and unselfish you know he's a good player he's been a tremendous asset to our team
4: at this point you know you're more than halfway through the season with a somewhat new group compared to last year how would you say that everyone's kind of rounded into understanding their roles and executing them the way you'd like them
6: we're still work in progress you know I hate to say it but i mean it's still something that still gelling a bunch of new guys together and and it's come along well you know it's just step by step a little slower than we would like but you gotta stay with the process, isn't that what they said in Philadelphia? You know, stay <laughs> with right, the, process the process and keep and keep working at it.
4: This BYU team that comes in at uh, 15 and four overall, uh, four and two in conference. So, what do you see out of the Cougs?
6: Man, I, I see uh, very nice team. I mean, good players, good passing, uh, unselfish play, uh, strength inside, outside, uh, just real balanced team. That's uh, tough to guard.
4: You've already played Pacific, right, at their place. That went to overtime, didn't it, at their yes. place? BYU got uh, got uh, got beaten in Stockton. Uh, was that a surprising result to you, or having played Pacific, did you see what they were capable of doing?
6: Pacific, I, you could see uh, that they were jelling a little bit and playing a little bit better. You know, you never think of yourself as going to a situation where you're gonna, you know, where that's gonna happen. You just you go out. You prepare for the game, and you prepare to win. And what comes out of it is what comes out of the game. But Pacific has made some steps. They won a, uh, some home games here that that was perfect scheduling for them. It, it's it's a good thing for them. It's a good, and they played really well. So. You know, they got what, like I said, they got what they deserved. Deserve. They prepared and played that way, and they got some tough wins at home, and that's that's what you want to do. You don't want to lose any home games.
4: <laughs> well, Coach, finally, this will be a fresh scout because we see you guys in two weeks from tonight.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it will. It will be a quick turnaround for both of us, and, you know, it, 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 BYU is a tremendous team the way they play and move the basketball on offense and years past they've always been really really good on offense now they seem to play with a little more patience this year and seem to be a little more focused on playing inside and out which is you know which i think has given them a great balance and made them really tougher to, to guard
4: coach thanks for your time good talking to you we'll see you back in la all right thank you All right, that is LMU assistant coach Patrick Sandel. Time now for our You Be the Judge feature brought to you by Legally Minds. Legally Mind equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMindUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. And here's tonight's BYU basketball trivia question with a three-point field goal tonight. Elijah Bryant would become only the sixth BYU player with a three-point streak of 20-plus games within a single season. Who holds the BYU single-season record for consecutive games with a three-pointer? The answer next as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues on the new skip, BYU
0: Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off show. Will drive it
4: give to Yoli. Yoli with the thump and another.
0: Let's rejoin Greg Rubel at Courtside. BYU
4: and LMU coming up. First up, the answer in tonight's UB, the judge trivia question brought to you by Legally Mine. With a three-point field goal tonight, Elijah Bryant would become only the sixth BYU player with a three-point streak of 20-plus games within a single season. Who holds the BYU single-season record for consecutive games with a three-pointer? Well,
1: you know my default, Greg, is, is Chase Fisher, but... <laughs> but, I happen to follow a guy on Twitter... Tweets out all this amazing BYU stuff. And just this very day, he tweeted this out. I know
4: for a fact it's the Jimmer Fredette. I was hoping that would sneak past you while you were at work. Jimmer Fredette, 28 games, is the record holder. More of the Cougar Tip Off Show coming up next on the new skin,
0: BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip Off Show rolls off. past Celia's three. Got it! Makes it a Let's head back live to Courtside.
4: Timpanogas Regional Hospital Injury Report. The Timpanogas Regional Hospital Emergency Room is prepared to treat injuries of all kinds close to home. Just text ER to 23000 for current ER wait times and this week's injury report has Dalton Nixon soon to return for BYU. Been practicing this week and may come back. We'll see maybe as soon as next week off that foot injury. Uh, It'll be ankle surgery for Braden Shaw. His season is over and Ryan Andrus' season also over after a, a procedure on his knee recently. So those two are done for the year. All right, coming up next, starting lineups and the opening tip, BYU and LMU straight ahead here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.